You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. So our Facebook page.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge has all of the latest segments. We've got uh, we got quite a few likes over over this week, and so go ahead and like that page if you will and are interested. And then you'll be plugged into our, our content syndication here on the show where we uh, we talk about these things, and then we, we dig, dig deeper even more. Uh, for example, uh, on our last uh, blog post on healthreformexplained.com, uh, the show blog, uh, we have a, a nice article touching on what we visited about last segment, Alan, on uh, explaining rising health care costs, in particular explaining rapidly increasing drug costs on there. And so you can see a, a segment that we, we uh, took from the show and then and broke it down. And uh, it's, it's if you're really interested in this stuff, I, I would recommend it because I think you will learn something and it will benefit your business by knowing this information. And I learn something every time I go on there and I I contribute on the show, and I <laughs> I learn something new every time I go on that on the Facebook page or on uh, the website because there's a lot of great information on it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, that's what we do, and we try and at least have a little bit of fun because uh, you know sometimes healthcare isn't the most sexy topic out there, even though it affects every single one of us. It's going to be 20% of our economy very very soon. Yes. If you were to look at your own personal budget, it would probably be the second largest expense you would have, maybe behind a behind a mortgage payment. And uh, a lot of things have have changed as a result of the implementation of the Affordable Care Act. And one of the things that the Supreme Court did, folks, was allow states to opt out of Medicaid expansion, which was a critical component of the Affordable Care Act in that that's how they were expecting to cover a lot of individuals. About half of them were expected to be covered through Medicaid. Several states, not several, but a couple, uh, Ohio decided to take it, uh, take the Medicaid expansion. Uh, most states that did not decide to take the Medicaid expansion expansion were Republican states. States that decide decided to take it were generally Democratic states, with the exception of Ohio and a few others. But Indiana, Arkansas, and a few others put together kind of their own hybrid approach to Medicaid. And because the Indiana governor who probably led that charge, is now the vice presidential nominee for Mr. Trump on the Republican side. We thought it would be appropriate to break down a little bit of the Medicaid expansion here on the show and uh, help folks understand what that means. And then maybe we could kind of glean, get a, a glimpse of what uh, he, where he's at on, on health policy. So do you right. have some information over there on it? Okay, so as we've talked about before, other states in the country uh, – have went on Medicaid, done Medicaid expansion, and there's all kinds of different ways to do it. The state of Indiana was one of a handful of states who said, no, we don't want to just take the money and do what you want us to do, federal government. We want to do our own thing. We want to make it fit what we need, you know, specific to what our state needs. And so Indiana got a waiver from sec- uh, from uh, the secretary of HHS. I think at the time it was Kathleen Sebelius. And they come up with a plan. A little bit of it was started by Mitch Daniels, the prior governor. Mm-hmm. And uh, wish he would have ran. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he was great. He was a really good uh, fiscal conservative. But he they uh, expanded on what he did, and uh, it extended coverage to low. Income adults up to 138% of the federal poverty level, or about 16400 per individual. 
about 345,000 uh, Indiana uh Individuals were enrolled as of January 2016. Even the White House has praised him for important work with the administration to expand Medicaid in his state. Now, this is different than most Medicaid expansion programs because it requires beneficiaries to pay into a health savings account on which they could use for uh, both coverage as well as uh, at the doctor's office or in the hospital. Uh, it required them to have skin in the game, so to speak. Uh, it's not the only thing. It, it's caught a lot of attention from other red states that didn't want necessarily uh, to take the federal funding for Medicaid expansion uh, with, with all the strings that the federal government was attaching to it. So Kentucky has been looking at it. Uh, Nebraska has talked about looking at that. And I am sure uh, many other states are going to look at this because this is, it seems to be uh, doing what it uh, was intended to do. And so uh, while uh, the approach went into uncharted territory for Medicaid, enrollees earning above the poverty line could be locked out for six months if they failed to make monthly payments into their HSA. Uh, depending on their income, it could be as little as $1. The state also charged co-pays as high as $25 for people who vers- visited the emergency room, mm-hmm. uh, which, and the program's exempt from a long-standing Medicaid policy to retroactively cover new enrollees' medical bills for up to three months. So there's a whole lot of things to this, and we talk about Mike Pence being a big, uh, small government conservative, this is right in the line with that, I think. And so he tells it as conservative. Uh, and so um, I would suggest people look into it. There's a poli- nice Politico article uh, from earlier this month about Mike Pence's Medicaid expansion. In fact, Virginia's Governor Terry McAuliffe is actually uh, touting it as a way for the state of Virginia to uh, get Medicaid expansion in the state of Virginia. Well, it's just at least nice to see some innovation from the states on these things because I think that's what's going to need be needed in order for, for all these things to work. Well, and that's what we've talked about. The states are the incubator of ideas mm-hmm. and that the states need to be the ones who are coming up with these ideas on how to fix problems in their state, not the federal government. And that's when we talk about free market solutions and liberty you try to get to the lowest common denominator, and that would be, you know, government closest to you, the individual, that makes decisions for you. And so, I, I give a lot of kudos for to Indiana for coming out with different ideas. Mm-hmm. When you worked out there in, in the house, and you, you had some exposure to yeah. Mr. Pence, and I, I, I always like to tell uh, the story of, I guess it would have been probably six or well, seven years ago, at least, maybe more when gas prices were high and we're, we're really blessed to have prices of gas where they are. Cause remember when they were four or five dollars oh, yeah. a gallon. And, uh, this was when the Democrats were in control of the house, but they went to recess early after, well, without having a vote on gas prices, uh, some relief for, for that. And, uh, the Republicans, I guess, did a sit in on the uh, house floor, similar to what the Democrats have recently done. 
But I, I remember being there. I was a young Senate staffer, and since I had my badge, I could go anywhere I wanted. So I, I was able to just go right down to the the House floor and sit there and watch. And it was really, I mean, for a political junkie, it was awesome because they're just sitting there throwing red meat. You well, know yeah, I mean? well yeah, I mean, and and the great thing about Mike Pence is he's he's a media guy. He was a radio talk show host, so he's doing what we're doing. Yeah, well, maybe that's and, why I liked him. And so, yeah. I mean, the guy had a whole radio suite in his office. I mean, that's how much he loved the radio. Was He, he had a whole radio suite in his office, and he would jump on whatever rate. I mean, it was easy for him to connect into radio stations. He had a whole suite there. It was awesome. And so the guy is a natural behind the mic. He's a natural in front of a crowd. So it'll be very interesting to see how he operates and i had the opportunity to work with him on you know all kinds of different things and very smart uh very polished and and i will look forward to seeing how he contrasts and i think they did a good job of contrasting him with hillary this morning you know mike pence is very honest trustworthy individual and we all know what hillary is so uh it'll be very interesting to see how they continue down that path uh, here in the next several months, I almost like the uh, vice presidential debate more <laughs> sometimes. Just well, because they don't get the attention. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'll be interested. Uh, you know, I like to see how he performs. Remember the last VP debate, where it's Paul Ryan versus Joe Biden, and Biden was all over the place. I, I don't know. Biden what, got his butt he kicked. Drank, he drank so much caffeine or something. I mean, every time he tried to yeah. do anything, he he really uh, was demonstrative. But I think Pence will be more of that traditional. Uh, debater and I do remember that time him just standing there I could just tell right there that like there's a guy that kind of has that uh, it factor for a politician you know because you got the chance to see him wait in line as 20 of his other peers who are also professional politicians went up there and gave a speech and none of them were as good as as he was no and they're all basically saying the same thing but 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 again I think he has that wow factor on on a mic or in front of a, a group People are saying that, you know, he may come off a little wooden or a little stiff. You know, you know what? <laughs> Those of us who are on radio might sometimes be called wooden or stiff, and I got no problem with that, you know, because here's the thing. When they're, you know, I was listening to CNN this morning when they were talking about it, and you know what? Here's the thing. Your vice president and your president aren't going to agree on every single issue. In fact, George H.W. Bush never agree, didn't agree with Ronald Reagan on economic issues. Bush called it voodoo economics, okay, while they were running against each other. So give it a break and get off this, oh, they got to agree 100% on the issues because that's the problem we're in right now. We have too many people saying, oh, you know, I you we can't negotiate. Negotiation is a horrible word. It's a bad word. It's an evil word. Give me a flipping break, guys. The way we got into this problem is nobody's willing to negotiate, not even on health care. Mm-hmm. you got to find middle ground and work together on things. Well, as indicated by Medicaid expansion, which I guess we're kind of in a roundabout way talking about, uh, that is an example of them mm-hmm. at least trying to work with what they have. And, and you know what? Uh, making uh, the, the beneficiaries have to pay a copay. I mean, even if it's a dollar a month, like yeah. just something, having to pay just – just something yeah. I think is, a little skin in a game isn't that bad it's just the mental thing it doesn't yeah. matter how many zeros no it is it's like you have to physically dig into your pockets and, and hand this over exactly before the service and so uh, they did that 
people are in favor of that uh, out there. So that, that's always a, a great thing. So why don't we take a, a time out here before we shift gears to uh, President Obama's historic uh, journal post, which was called, let's see here. United States Healthcare Reform, <laughs> Progress to Date and Next Steps. Not the sexiest title <laughs> out there, but it is <sighs> what it is. And we will break down uh, this article. Pretty well written. Got to give it to them. They, they back it up. But I've got some, some points of my own that I'd like to make. And we will do that when we come back next. And then after that, we've got an important announcement. It's uh, National Disability Awareness Month. And we've got uh, a great event happening over in Stinson Park. And we're going to be joined by Janet Miller, who, who will be uh, explaining to us uh, what's happening there and uh, talking about what their organization is doing to help individuals in that space. So we will be back here on America's Healthcare Challenge right after this. Again, you can check out our Facebook page, dot com slash America's Healthcare Challenge for this segment and others on our SoundCloud page. We'll be right back.